Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast. My name is Scott Walters, and I'm glad you're with us today. Today, we'll have a special guest. We're going to talk about Europe from sea to shining mountains, I guess, and uh, we'll be doing that in just a second. But before we get to her and talking about Europe, I do want to let you know that the promotion involved with this edition of the podcast is if you do go ahead and book a five-night or more trip to Europe with my vendor partner, Europe Express, you will get $100 off of your trip, so you can go buy some lattes uh, in uh, in Spain or lattes in Italy, or you can go have a pint of beer or whatever you want to do. I don't care. It's your money, so you'll get to do with it what you wish. So we have with us Amanda O'Connell. She is from Europe Express. We're going to talk about all things Europe, but before that, Amanda is going to introduce herself and, and how she uh, fell into her current position at Europe Express and and what she's done along the way before that. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Scott. Um, thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to be here. Um, again, everyone, my name is Amanda O'Connell. Um, currently, I reside in Philadelphia. I am the Northeast rep for Europe Express. So hello to all of you who are in the Northeast. Um, I've been in the travel industry for about 10 years now. It is my passion. It is what I knew I wanted to do ever since I was a little girl, you know, in history class, dreaming about going to the pyramids or on a wild safari. Um, I absolutely always had a passion for travel and thankfully found my way to the travel industry post-college. So I started out as a travel agent, just like you, Scott. And then I moved over to things over to the vendor side, working with touring companies. And now I'm here with Europe Express talking about currently my favorite continent. I absolutely love Europe. There's so much to see, to do, unique experiences. And, you know, it's not that intimidating for the first time traveler. So for those of you who are thinking about traveling outside of the U.S. for the first time, Europe is a fantastic place to start. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a world traveler. I've been over to 26 countries from Italy, Greece, Paris, Amsterdam, London, all over Europe to more exotic destinations like Egypt and Morocco, Thailand, South Africa. So I have a lot of travel stories and I'm really looking forward to, you know, talking about Europe today. Well, that's excellent. And I know the one thing about Europe Express, it sets itself apart from uh, my other travel partners that, that do European things is everything that uh, Europe Express does is really actually customized. And I think having a customized uh, experience is going to be better for the traveler in so many ways, mostly because of how, what I like to call authenticity. I think authentic travel experiences are so much better than those sort of prepackaged ones. Not, not that they don't have a place. You know, they, they do. But I, I think for, for, for a lot of travelers to be able to, you know, be knee deep into the culture, the food, the drink, the people, I think is, is, is very nice. And I think having this kind of uh, what we would call the fit itinerary, which is kind of like, you know, personalized and, and, and on your own is actually in many ways much better. But also, I think you, you, if you could talk about the fact that you can do larger size groups in the same manner is going to be very important. Sure. So, you know, I love Europe Express because we are your one-stop shop when it comes to anything Europe. 
So as you mentioned, it is completely customized. I think we can all sit here and think about, you know, if we're traveling with our friends or a family member or a spouse, you know, each person wants something different, you know? So I love that whatever you picture for your European vacation, we can help deliver it. And as you, and again, as you mentioned, you know, we want to have an authentic cultural moment. You know, I don't want you to just walking around, taking in the sights. I really want you guys to get under the skin of the destination, connect to the locals and its people and the traditions that they have. And those are the kind of things that we wanna incorporate into your vacation. And as I mentioned, we're a one-stop shop. So what I mean by that is we help travel agents put together packages for their customers. We take care of flights, hotels, whether you wanna stay at a four, five-star hotel, B&B, Whatever you want, we can help you out there. We take care of transfers. If you need to take a ferry in the, the islands of Greece, or maybe you want to take the train from Paris to London, all of those necessities we can help you out with as well as sightseeing. And that's my favorite part. You know, of course, I want to stay in a great hotel, but I really want to connect with the destination and have that authentic experience. Um, so we have some really great sightseeing that I'm going to go into when we talk about some certain destinations. And as I mentioned, this can only be booked through your local travel agent. We work with our travel agents. We have reservation agents who are experts. And I know, Scott, you as yourself, you are a Europe expert. You've been there countless times before. So you really have two experts working to make sure that we're putting together a vacation that represents you. I want you to get how you envision it, whether it's hanging out at cafes and or having a pint of beer and really taking in the sights at a slow pace. Or maybe you're that person who wants to have something every single day. Go, go, go. I need to see it all. Do it all in one trip. Whatever type of traveler you are, Europe Express has something for you. And it's true because I, I have booked some things with Europe Express before you hopped on board. And uh, it's been everything from, uh, you know, a, a Greek Isles kind of thing where you take the ferry boat and you're, you know, hopping between islands and you're lugging your luggage to the thankfully, you know, adjacent hotel to the ferry, um, which is always helpful to the people who want to see all the uh, historical cultural things in Italy um, you know, what I call the big three cities of the north, Rome, Florence, and Venice, um, to people who have uh, gone ahead and just done like a countryside tour of Ireland, where they just, uh, they start in Dublin, and they do kind of the U-shaped thing, they get to Shannon, and they zip back to the States. So there's really, and, and again, um, you know, if you want to go golfing, you know, Europe Express can find golfing. If you want to go skiing, Europe Express can find skiing. If you want to go ahead and uh, do, you know, uh, you know, find a beach, there's 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 places that you can get to the beach. Um, so it's really great that there's it's it's it is all available there. You can make the trips as short as a very long weekend to something that's two three weeks long, and and, and you can add the train. Uh, between cities and actually train travel in Europe is very efficient more so than the United right. States and uh, or you can get a rental car and uh, have a go you know just make sure that you don't uh, have a don't, don't get the stick shift car in Britain because it's all backwards 
Oh, I totally feel you there. When I was in Ireland, I did a self-drive trip and thank God I had an automatic, you know, adjusting to what side of the road. And I also did a motorcycle trip where I drove motorcycles up the coast from uh, Dublin all the way to Belfast. So that wow. was wow. amazing. There you go. That's well. the way to go. I need the sidecar. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my spot. So let's talk about the top, top trending places to go to in Europe right now. Um, Obviously we're looking at the... Italy, the UK, uh, we're looking at Greece, we're looking at France, we're looking at Croatia, places like that. Um, yeah. So tell us, what, what, would, what, what would the highlights be? If you want to do a, a UK-Ireland thing, what, how would we sort of map that out? Oh, I absolutely love Ireland. Uh, as I mentioned before, I've been to Europe quite a few times. Ireland's the only country that I keep going back to. Because, you know, I have this bucket list, Scott, I'm sure you do too, where I'm always checking off the next country. And Ireland just has my heart. My last name's O'Connell. It's where my ancestors are from. So really, there is so much to do there. And I mentioned before, Europe's very easy for um, first-time travelers, you know, just leaving the United States, or maybe you're branching out from the Caribbean. Um, it's a short flight from the Northeast, which is great. Um, you get a lot of nonstops from New York, Philly, um, Boston, all those Northeast hubs. Um, and what I love about Ireland is there really is something for everyone. Um, it's very easy. Everyone's English speaking. And I will tell you the Irish locals, they're so friendly. I swear if you're on a corner looking lost for less than 10, 20 seconds, someone's going to come over and help you out or chat you up at the pub. Um, and there's so much to do. You know, it's a small island. Uh, I mentioned that I've done self-drive. Usually I don't drive in Europe on my own, but it's a small island, you know, just from Dublin to Galway. It's about a three-hour drive, maybe two and a half. So you can really go west to east, north to south, and move around the island with no issues whatsoever. Um, some of my favorite things to Dublin uh, in Dublin is I love to go to Trinity College. I don't know if you've been there yet, Scott. But that no, no, I've never been to Ireland, so I, I'm, I've been I've been remiss in not uh, getting my education there at Trinity. So there yes, you go. going to Trinity, you have to go to the library. It has this huge long room. It reminds me of like Beauty and the Beast and Belle's, you know, library that she walks through. Absolutely gorgeous. You got to go to Temple Bar and have a pint there. Um, I really love going to the Guinness factory. They have more than just Guinness. I will tell you that, even though obviously when you're, when you're in Ireland, you have to have a pint of Guinness, but if you're not a stout person, they actually have other beers there as well. And my little tip and trick there is you have to go to the top and go to gravity bar. It gives you a 360 view of Dublin and it's absolutely breathtaking. And for any of my whiskey lovers out there, um, of course you've heard of Jameson and they have the storehouse there, but uh, a little fact for you, they actually don't make the whiskey there. So if you want to go to a distillery, go to Teeling's. It's the only distillery that still has, uh, or that's still distilled in Dublin. So it's something different, something you're not going to see everywhere else. Going back to that authenticity, right? So uh, definitely check out Teeling's. I'm not a whiskey girl myself, but they had some amazing mixed cocktails on top of it, or you can just get an Irish coffee. You can't taste it too much in there. Uh, besides Dublin, you know, that's usually where people go in and out of please go explore outside of Dublin. You only need a couple days there, to be honest. It's very walkable. You don't need a car. I head up to, uh, I love the North. I love going to Northern Ireland and Belfast. Um, if I have any Game of Thrones fans out there, this is where it was filmed. So that's really great. You can do this little walking tour through Belfast and they have these big stained glass windows that there's seven of them and you do a little scavenger hunt trying to find all seven. So it's a really great way to 
get some great photo ops and take in the city at the same time. Um, of course, we know about the conflict that was there. So if you go over and see all the street art that they have in certain areas, it's really moving. It's, uh, again, great photo ops. Everyone wants to be bragging on Instagram these days. They have the Titanic Museum and the food scene is incredible. I know like when people think of Ireland, they don't think about food and they think of, you know, boiled potatoes and cabbage and corned <laughs> beef, which definitely has its place. But I'm telling you, um, the food in Ireland, you want to have those fork or I'm sorry, farm to table experiences. They have a lot of them. Um, you can head up to the Giant's Causeway, which has these basilicas. There are these little um, columns that are shooting out from the ground. And it's a really unique site. And, of course, there's tons of castles in Ireland. So Blarney Castle, the Rock of Cashel. I can't forget the Cliffs of Moher. There really is just so much to do, whether it's outside or walking in cities, those ancient cities that you're visiting. Um, head out to the country go to a Game of Thrones tour and do some archery and get to see where they filmed everything. There really is a great opportunity, whether you're traveling with families, with significant others, friends. Ireland is a really great destination. And you can pick up some Leesmore, uh, some Leesmore at the Waterford factory for me. All yes, right? yes. You want to get to go to Waterford and get the crystal there. And I don't know if anyone here likes to feel like royalty once in a while, but I stayed in a castle while I was there. So stay at Ashford or Drummelin Castle. I got to go horseback riding. There was fishing. And the, the thing that stood out the most for me for my castle stay, besides feeling like royalty and like a princess, is I got to do the falconry. Have you ever heard of the falconry that they have there, Scott? Well, you hand you put your arm out, and then you and the falcon will just fly to your arm, and you'll be like, "Wow, look at that!" And he's a big boy too. Yeah, so that you know, you go out with the red-tailed um, hawks, and you're walking through the forest, and you see them jumping from tree to tree, flying around. But as soon as you put your hands up with the glove, they come swooping down, and it's absolutely incredible to be so close to those birds. And I even got to fly an owl too, so that was on my bucket list, and it was a great experience. Well, that's great. Let's go to another eye country, Italy, which is my favorite of all of the European countries. Um, you know, because I think because of the food and the wine and, and all of that. But there's a lot more to to Italy. There's obviously hundreds of years of history. Um, if not thousands of years of history and, and art and all of that culture. So what would what would some of the kind of things you would recommend for an Italian uh, rendezvous? Sure. So Italy is probably our number one top seller. I think when everyone thinks of Europe, that's one of their top three countries that they want to visit. I think for the food alone, Scott, and uh, I'm sure you can agree with me, it's incredible. From the pasta to the cheeses, the olive oil, um, you know, there's so much to do and to see when you go to Italy. So I do highly recommend Rome. There's just so much history and culture while you're there. We do private tours of the Vatican and St. Stephen's Basilica. So you can have that private guide showing you around and giving you the history of what you're seeing. Because I don't know if you've ever traveled, you know, just walking around on your, on your own. You'll see that beautiful statue or that building, but you don't know anything about it. But when you have someone there who's telling you the stories behind it, it really leaves 
such a much more, a bigger impression on you. Um, like the bridge of the angels. I walked across it a few times, had no idea, thought it was beautiful. And then within five minutes of my guide, he's telling us these are actually angels. And this is the lead up to St. Uh, Peter's Basilica. So those little details really make a difference. Of course, you're going to go to Trevi Fountain, the Spanish steps, and eat as much gelato as you can in Rome. But I love to also go down south. So I really love the Amalfi Coast. So maybe you're going on a honeymoon or still even a family vacation and you want some beach time. Head down to Sorrento. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It gives you that small Italian village charm that I think people like outside of those major cities like Florence and Venice. It's a little bit quieter. And of course you have like the vineyards around that you can go visit. Um, I love taking the ferry over to the Isle of Capri and seeing the Blue Grotto. And again, it's a very walkable island. You take the ferry. They serve wine on it. So you can have a cocktail before you get there. You go up the tram all the way to the top of Capri and get this beautiful view. And you're shopping and eating. Um, it's just a great destination, whether you want to be that active traveler seeing everything, or you can kind of take it down a notch and just walk your way through these cities or these villages. Um, it's very surreal. I'm sure you can attest. Scott. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, like I said, I've been to the north and I can tell you that, you know, even even if you go to like we uh, one of my favorite places in Italy is Assisi. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And it's funny because you know, people think, oh, it's just a little village and that St. Francis guy, but it's there's so much charm involved. Um, these little cobblestone streets that are maybe 15 feet wide that basically are pedestrian only, although the little cars somehow get through. And then you'll then you'll go and you'll 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 smell some smell and you'll see a little restaurant with four tables. Oh. And then you'll then you'll walk in. And some guy, you know, named Luciano is going to be your server, but he's also the son. His mama is in the back cooking the gnocchi and and then the farfalle and, and all the other pastas. And then, you know, he offers you a glass of limoncello and life is good. You know, life is it's really good at that point. You know, you have this pasta, the homemade pasta, the homemade bread, and and you're like going, oh my gosh, you're having a you're what I what I would like to call a culinary orgasm, basically, with the limoncello and all. It's just unbelievable. And again, it's just this little four table restaurant, just off of a. It's not even on one of the main streets in Assisi, because I'll never forget when when I had that meal. I even know where that place is, so when I go back. I'm definitely going to look for it, and hopefully, Mama or maybe you know the maybe Luciano's wife is cooking in the, in the kitchen then, because I think it's wow. just unbelievable, you know. And, and I think that's a, that's a really that's a really interesting thing to to note that there there are places like that that are off the beaten track that are very authentic, and because these things are all customizable, you know, you can actually carve out time, and you know, you can you can just basically have a free day just to roam around. And again, you'll still have the support from Europe Express to say, okay, if you want to do this, we can we can schedule this. Like if you go to Germany for the Oktoberfest, you can still schedule in things around that whole Bavarian area. 100%. And just to go back to the food that you were talking about, Scott, and I think food is a huge reason why people travel these days. We want to have that authentic meal made by Nona while you're in Italy. And we have a lot of experiences for my foodie friends out there. So whether you don't, you want to go to those mom and pop places that are, 
you know, not on Yelp, not have a million tourist reviews. I want to bring you somewhere authentic. So we have food tours in these major cities. So we take you to all the best restaurants led by a local because, of course, the locals, that's where I want to go when I eat. I don't want to fall into a tourist trap right next to Trevi Fountain. Bring me down that back alley where there is only four tables, as you mentioned, and they're making everything fresh. And speaking of making things fresh, I know when I was in Italy, I really wanted to do a cooking class because I've never made my own pasta myself. So of course, I think I should learn from, uh, you know, Nona, the Italian chef right there in Florence or, or Venice. And we were able to make some really amazing pasta. And I love those hands-on classes. And again, those memories just carry with you. I absolutely love it. So we do that with a lot of destinations, not just Italy. If you want to be a chocolatier in Paris, we can help you out there. Um, If you want to go to a perfumery and make your own perfumes. I mean, there is just so many things to do food-wise, culture-wise, like, I think, Scott, you mentioned you did the glass blowing in Venice. Right. right. Yeah. You go to, you go to Murano Island and you can actually go ahead and, and blow some glass and watch them make these, you know, incredible creations. And then, you know, you wait for them to cool and then you can take them home. You know, it's, 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 it's really, it's really unbelievable. It's, I mean, it's, that's the best souvenir ever, you know, stuff that you've made yourself in a destination, bring it home. It really carries that. That's right, and then you, 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 you and then it's not something that's going to ever collect dust because you'll be, you'll be, you'll be going ahead and you'll be dusting it off all the time and and keeping it, uh, keeping good care of it. Now let's talk about uh, places that may be under the radar. Um, I know one of them is Portugal, and another one, even though it's maybe less off the radar, it's still so varied in what it has to offer. Is Croatia. What, what would you like to tell us about those places? Sure. So I will have to tell you, um, you know, the first time I went to Europe, you know, a lot of people do those big three that I mentioned before, Paris, London, um, and uh, Italy. But what I did my first time around was I went from Hungary to Romania, and I also went to Croatia. So I kind of did Eastern Europe for my first time around, and I fell in love with Croatia. This is the perfect destination. And same thing with Portugal. Um, Sometimes I think when people think of going to those major cities, right, you have like a checklist of things to do. And you're thinking to yourself, this isn't going to be a relaxing vacation, right? I'm going to need a vacation after this vacation. But when it comes to these two destinations, I chose Croatia in particular because it has the best world, both best of both worlds with sun, beach, and relaxation, Plus, you can have the adventure and culture of Europe at these destinations. So, for, in particular, Croatia. I, the beaches there are wonderful. I will tell you they're a little rocky. So, don't picture, you know, your Mexico beach. Uh, but they're so lovely. The Adriatic is so warm. You can, don't even have to swim. You just pretty much float from the salt content there. And I went to the beach near um, Dubrovnik. So, again, Game of Thrones fans, uh, if you remember King's Landing, that's actually where they filmed it. And I got to walk the Walk of Shame with Cersei, which is really cool. Um, and it was a really easy town just to, to look through and you take the tram car all the way to the top and there's this beautiful restaurant up there and you're getting a huge view of the ocean and the city and you're having that fresh Mediterranean food, the seafood, absolutely delicious. Um, so I really loved that cultural aspect and having the beach there to go have a beach relaxation day. We went out on a boat for the day. Loved that. Um, And there's also some really unique places you can go outside of the cities. So Plavice National Park. Have you ever heard of it, Scott? No, I haven't. But I've known people who have gone. 
Yeah, so Plaviche National Park is a, a national park in Croatia. It's above Split, about an hour and a half, two hours, which is another um, major city in Croatia. And when I tell you, it is like a fantasy. Hundreds and hundreds of waterfalls. I walked this park for five or six hours. Now you don't have to be, you know, that there that long like I was, but I loved walking around this beautiful water. There's hundreds of fish as you're walking by because you can't fish in this protected reserve. So between the photo ops of the waterfalls for my active people who like to hike and take in nature, Croatia delivers on all of that from food to amazing cities, the nightlife. If you like to go out and have a cocktail and go dancing, it is a perfect place to go. So I absolutely 100% recommend Croatia. I bet most of your friends haven't been there yet. So you can be the first one and share all those amazing places that I mentioned. Yeah, Croatia is very intriguing because a place like Dubrovnik, it's, you know, it's sort of city trapped in time too because a lot of the buildings and all are several hundred years old. So you have that aspect. And then, you know, you're right near the, it's still cosmopolitan and, you have the beach that's right nearby. Yeah, you just have to make sure you have your beach shoes and and and, and you're not going to walk barefoot to get into the water there. It's not going to happen. We saw people cliff jumping. We actually took a kayak to the beach. So we kayaked our way to this private cove. It was like a, a cave. It was really cool and interesting and something different that I don't think you can get uh, you know, to other places. And as you mentioned with Dubrovnik, it's a very unique city. It's never been um, penetrated. So Croatia was invaded at one point and Dubrovnik was the only city because of its fortress walls that have been there for hundreds of years. I thought that was super fascinating for my history buffs. And also if you have families, just a note, because I know my daughter is going to be 18 next month. I always like to note this, the, the drinking age in Croatia is 10. So oh my goodness, I didn't even know that. Yes. So my daughter is wanting to go have beers in Croatia. So although she won't get to quite yet, well, we may we may get her there before she's 21, you know. So oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So that that that's very great. So I, I think overall the, the overarching theme here is that Europe has something for everybody. Yes. Europe has something for every budget. Europe has something for every type of traveler. And Europe Express is able to tie it all together and put a bow on it. And I think that's the bottom line. I, I love that. That is a great summary of what we do. And, and, you know, I love that you mentioned that it really is for any budget. So if you're flexible and you just want to go out there and see Europe, I've been seeing nonstop flights to Europe from different hubs for two, three, four hundred dollars. And and sometimes that's cheaper than me flying to California or Vegas or even Jamaica sometimes. So or, or Orlando, I can yeah. tell you that. I can tell yeah. you that. I can yeah. I, I was pricing out somebody's trip. They wanted to go next month to Orlando and it was twenty five hundred dollars for four people for the airfare. That's just like holy smokers. But you know, if, if I if we send them over to Dublin on an Aer Lingus, we could probably get them in for three fifty each, you know? Exactly. And, and that's and then that's so much more money to do with everything else, you know? So there's value involved here too. And I think the other thing that Europe Express does, it helps create value. It's a value added vacation. Because again, it's it's all properly curated. All the excursions and activities are vetted. So you're not going to get a conquer. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's really important when it comes to making sure that the, you know, the, you, the, the client, the end user client gets the very best uh, value and the very best vacation. There's no doubt. 
100%. And we actually have a team in Europe. So while you are traveling, of course, Scott, I know you are there for all of your clients when they book with you, but I know you have to sleep sometimes too. So it's really great that we have a team who's on, you know, that European time. So they can call them if there's any questions, concerns, instead of you being, you know, six hours behind, eight hours behind. We have that team to help assist you. And I know, you know, travel is not perfect. You have to be a little bit flexible when you travel. So having that um, connection there of local people who can help you while you're in destination, I think is a huge point and a huge benefit for your travelers. There's no doubt. Well, listen, I really appreciate the time uh, you've uh, taken out of your day, Amanda, to be with us on the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast. Again, I just want to remind everyone out there that, uh, this is the Walters Wandering Travel Podcast. If you book a five-night or more vacation in Europe through Europe Express and me at Walters Wandering Travel, I will give you one hundred dollars that you can use however you wish. Because I, you know, at that point, you know, you 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 deserve it for going to Europe and you deserve it for being able to have a fun time there. And again, it doesn't matter what your party size is, what your party type is. Uh, all those things don't matter. We're going to make sure that it all happens for you. So again. Be in tune for the next edition of the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast coming soon. And I thank you all and have a